Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Behind the Bath Podcast presented by Top Shelf Lax. I'm Willie Keating alongside Ryan Hustlebus. Today, me and Ryan will be talking about the upcoming college draft for the PLL. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Top Shelf Lax underscore. And, an, and we're finally announcing that our podcast is officially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Check out our website at topshelflaxmedia.wixsite.com, which can also be found in our Instagram bio. How are we doing today, Ryan? Doing good? really good. Weather stinks. Weather stinks here, but if you decide, news whoever's is good. listening, if you want to go and look up the weather for Columbia, South Carolina, it does not look good. Not good for on today this or tomorrow. Morning. Tomorrow's supposed to be in the twenties or something. Oh at night. gosh! Tomorrow they're saying twenties at night. I guess it's February. It was seventy I mean, last week. Who knows what's going on? It's it's, <laughs> it's crazy madness. weather. Yeah, crazy stuff. I mean, it's it's weird. But. So today. We're going to be going into our first kind of breakdown of the college talent. Yep. What do we got coming out of the senior class? Uh, we talked in our last show a little bit how we're not really going to be focusing much on college because we are going to be focusing a lot more on the PLL. So, we're, but we're going to be focusing on seniors. Yeah. And this senior exactly. class is stacked, loaded, stacked. A lot, loaded. Of, lot of good talent coming in the league. A lot of good talent, and um, the uh, order of the draft this year is also something to look at. We got. It the- should be set. Yeah, it should be said. And as we've been told, this is what we got so far. Copeland, Copeland said in an interview his picks, and we put it together with what the other teams have. Yeah. This should be it. This should be it. And uh, number one pick, we got Archers, who went 5-5 five and five last year. Second pick, we got the Atlas, who also went 5-5 five and five last year. And the third pick, Andy Copeland announced that they, the Water Dogs would be picking. They obviously didn't have a record last year, brand-new team. Uh, fourth pick, we got the Chrome, who went 2-8 and eight last year. Fifth pick, we got the Chaos, who went seven and three. Six Redwoods, who went five and five, and seven the Whipsnakes. I think this is pretty in the order, obviously based on see the Chrome two and eight of the fourth yeah. pick. They would have been the third pick, mm-hmm. but, but with the, the how the PLL their playoff format, the Archers made the playoffs originally. They lost in the first round, and then they ended up winning the privilege, I would, the yeah. right to to pick first overall. Yep. It wasn't just Chrome worst record. Yeah, it wasn't just that was a league picked. hoping to get against tanking. I really can't see same thing in football. They say like all oh, the Dolphins are tanking. I don't think yeah, you can tank in football. Tank. There, there's no way. Like other sports, like basketball, maybe. Yeah, but I can't see like hockey, football. You can, I can't see you can always have an off. Those. You can always have an off year, and I think that's. I mean, I don't know if it was an off year. They yeah. scored the most goals in the league. They that's gave true. up the most goals though, so that's kind of where you where you find that balance. Yeah, yeah, and that's how true. We'll, we'll get to it, but. Chrome might be might be targeting one of these top defenders that we have coming out of the senior class mm-hmm. to try to help rebuild their their defense. Yeah, yep. Uh, all right, starting Let's things off, right we're it. gonna yeah. we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about the attackmen coming in. Attack class is loaded. Yes, very. We loaded. have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven names on here. All solid I think there's there's well. there's obviously more that yeah. we just haven't gone to yet. As of right now, though. First rundown, first time we're looking at, at these lists. These are our top seven. Yeah, top seven. All right, looking at number one, we um, Michael Sowers. He was, in, he was an attackman at Princeton, obviously. He, um, 5'9", 175, solid really size. Really good size for yeah. an attackman. And he's Princeton's all-time leading scorer. I mean, doesn't get much better than that. 280 career points, 112 goals, 168 assists. Very balanced. Yeah. Very balanced attackman. Can find the goal, can, can – uh, Distribute the ball when when he knows he needs to, and obviously, you know, you want to distribute the ball. You want to get your team goals. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, twenty twenty season just kicked off. He already just two games. He has twenty five assists, seven goals, and 
We recorded our last show yeah. on Tuesday night. Tuesday night, uh, Princeton played Colgate. He had 14 points, which broke oh, the really? Ivy League record for points in the game. He had oh, three really? goals and 11 assists. So we're talking about that balance. He mm. still scored a hat trick, which is a hat trick's a hat trick. He scored three goals. He had mm. 11 assists. Crazy. And he was. I was watching some of the, the tape on it, and he was. These defenders had no chance. He's a they, beast. they were running. He's a they beast. were running circles. They were. He was getting these guys to, to slip and fall, and I'm like, yeah, Michael I'm, Sowers, man, the real deal. Real deal for sure. He ranks one, two, and three on Princeton's all-time scoring list. Each season, he seems to just break his own records for points and, mm-hmm. and assists. Uh, and he's been in all Ivy League selection every single year. Yeah, he's been in college. And as so. we said in our last show, he has the highest points per game average of any player in Division One lacrosse. In the last 38 years, and fifth best all time, in, yeah. in that category, unreal stats. And I think that's that's these are the pretty much pinnacle stats. You talk about a possible first overall selection. Michael Sowers has the potential, the the career accolades and, and highlights and numbers to do it. Obviously, this season he's got to he's got to prove it too. Yeah, but I mean, based on Tuesday night's performance, I think this season he's going to bring it. I. I uh, Senior season, I mean, everything's on the line. I think he wants to solidify him being the best player to ever play Absolutely. at Princeton. So I think he's, um, he's a forty percent shooter uh-huh. in his career. He's gotten seventy three percent of his shots on goal, which is a big number. Yeah, because you look at shot numbers and how many shots you take and how many goals you obviously score. I think an important number is to look at how many shots you get on goal, mm-hmm. because some there are good shots that that you don't score sometimes. Yeah, so that's an important number that that I look at. And Michael Sowers, I mean, seventy three percent of his shots. Getting on the cage or goal, you know, mm-hmm. goalie making a, a save, most likely a tough save. But you know, Michael yeah. Sowers is is the real deal. Looking really good senior year. I towards on finals possibly. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out for Michael Sowers. We got we got a lot of names here that could go you know top couple picks, and he's absolutely one of them. Yes, for sure. And um, moving on, we're going on to uh, Grant Ament. He played at Penn State, 5'9", 165. He missed all of the 2018 season but was able to redshirt. This is going to be his, his fifth year senior year. Fifth year, yeah. Yeah, I mean He, he redshirted um, his junior year, mm-hmm. which was 2018. Yep. Last season was his redshirt uh, year, so this year is his, his redshirt senior season. Yep. He started every game. Besides, obviously, that 2018 that he missed every game, he started every single game that he's dressed for since freshman year. Uh, so far this season, he has 24 points. Another... Eight goals and 16 assists in three, three games. games. That's just three games this senior season. That's crazy. And if you want to even put him against Sowers, I don't want to knock a men at all. Yeah. But Sowers has seven goals. He has 25 um, points in one less game. He has one more one more point than a men in one less game. Just to show how good Sowers is. Yeah. Nothing against a men because a men is, is phenomenal as well. Yeah. Just these two guys, they're unbelievable. Two very solid players. He ranks, Amen ranks, first in Penn State program history, 171 assists. He's second in points. He's on pace to to, to break that number. Um, and it's... 2019, he set the record. He set an NCAA Big Ten and program in single season record with 96 assists and a Big Ten and program record with 126 points. On top of 30 goals. Yeah. He's, he's Grant Ament is a really special player. Solid players. And if you look at the Archers, number one, yeah, he fits that role of hey, you got Marcus Holman and, and mm. Will Manny who scored forty five combined goals last season, or more than that if you include the playoffs. Um, 
he fits right into that role. I mean, you see, we're going to get to O'Keefe next, but Ament and O'Keefe work so well together on Penn State. Yeah. And yeah, they, we, we were talking you throw about Ament with two veteran attackmen in Holman and, and, and Will Manny. Yeah, we were talking about that last podcast, um, how how well Mac O'Keefe and Grant Ament have worked in the past couple of years. And I think it's um, it, it just shows their, uh, that Ament could be a really solid um, – Absolutely. Um, Team player and work well with a lot of other guys. Absolutely. So. All right, moving on. Let's move on. Let's move on to Mac O'Keefe. Yeah, six foot, one hundred eighty pounds. Uh, three games this season. He has sixteen goals and five assists. Uh, just like a man, he just started every single game that he's dressed for. O'Keefe came in a season after Amen, so Amen was a sophomore when O'Keefe was a freshman. Yeah, and that's Amen had. I mean, one of his best seasons of sophomore year. I mean, he's, he's had a phenomenal season every year. Mm-hmm. But sophomore year, he, he had a really good year, and I think that was in part because O'Keefe was there, and O'Keefe just came in and was one of the, the, the best players, one of the best offensive attackmen, goal-scoring attackmen in, in college across. Mm-hmm. He was a second-team All-American last year as a junior. Um, somewhat, you could say, kind of like a chip to him. I mean, he was so good last year Jayden, to be Very named good. a second-team All-American. But then again, you look at – I mean, we got other names here that are phenomenal attackmen yeah. as well. And also seniors that graduated last year, you got to take that into account as well. And um, quoting Paul Carcaterra here, uh, Mac O'Keefe is tailor-made for the PLL. He shoots the ball as well as anyone, not named Ryan Brown in the universe. I thought this was really, really interesting. Yeah. Because I was looking at Ryan Brown's shooting numbers from last year. He led the league with 81 shots. Mm-hmm. And he shot 26%. So only 40, and only 46 of his 81 shots were on goal. So he shot... 81 shots, 26% shooting, and 57% of that 81 of those 81 shots were on goal. Some goal. Yeah, and I if think you look at um, Mac O'Keefe, he had 78 goals last season, his junior year, which is a program record, and he also shot 46%. He shot 20% better than Ryan Brown did, and you're you're trying to compare. The, it, I mean, obviously there's a comparison, and obviously the PLO game is a lot different from the NCAA. Yeah. NCAA, you're you're a lot more going to goal right away. You know, it's 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 faster. Yeah, well, we're talking. I feel like it's just you're, you're you're trying to score more, but I mean, well, we're right here. Is, we're is, talking right here. The difference between the PLL and college across is that Penn State has scored at least 16 goals in each game so far this year. Back to back, they had back to back 19 goal games in game two and three. And a PLL team reached 16 goals just seven times in 2019. I think it just shows that the difference. I think maybe between Penn State's offense and maybe PLL offenses. Yeah. I, I don't, can he bring this to the the PLL game and score? I think six, it's seven I think goals it's gonna be, I think it's going to be harder to. to I mean, defenders are obviously better. Yeah, defenders obviously are defenders better. defenders are better. Yeah, and they're I mean, professional, you know, like. Um, but I think hopefully it it's not like a quarterback who goes in the NFL. And just best call, bet, bet, yeah, and I hope he lights it up. But I hopefully he doesn't. He's used to playing on. Um, college defenders getting easy shots, obviously not easy, but less easy or um, easier than scores a, scores a lot of goals yeah. in transition. He's in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I mean, if you if I'm looking at how the first round comes up, doesn't really I don't really don't see a fit with the archers. No, I mean a men would be perfect. Yeah, for them mm-hmm. if they stay there. There's been I mean now with the trade one, we have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, we don't know. And that's really interesting because, like yeah. I said in our last show that. How the coaches treat it, how they mm-hmm. value draft picks. Like if, if a first round pick gets traded, we're gonna find out like how, how valuable is that. 
Yeah. In the NFL, first, second, third round picks are so valuable. They don't just go. Like, we saw the whole thing with Jamal Adams. Like, mm-hmm. the Cowboys were not willing to give up another first-round pick, but they did for Amari Cooper. Yeah. So now it's it's how is how are these PLO coaches going to value these, these you know, especially first-round selections? Mm-hmm. I think Mack O'Keefe being the goal scorer that he is. Um, I think you look at Whipsnakes at seven. You, I don't know, the Whipsnakes move up? That's really yeah, the only I'm, team where I, I feel like the Whipsnakes need an attackman. Yeah. Another goal-scoring attackman. I feel like Mack O'Keefe... Can play off Matt Rambo really well, so that's something that we're gonna have to we'll be looking forward we'll be, to. Yeah, we'll be looking, we'll be looking to see what happens. I mean, this is the first time all this Problem has is really happened. Matt O'Keefe you know? is probably the top goal scorer in this class, and the Whip Snakes have the seventh pick in the first round. <laughs> so that's kind of how we're gonna have to. Uh, maybe maybe they'll move. Maybe they'll, yeah, we'll they'll try to move up. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, they yeah, have a we'll lot of pieces see. on defense that they can move. So. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we're uh, going on to uh, Jared Bernhardt. He's an attackman. Attack Mitty. He's from Maryland. He's uh, 6'1", 195, 14 goals and 5 assists so far in 2020. And he's shooting 40%. I mean... The, the, the ability for him to play attack and Mitty, it makes him really versatile. We're seeing this more. We're seeing yeah. this more. We're seeing guys that can play both attack and midfield. The transition from midfield to attack, I don't think is as difficult as attack to Mitty, just because Mitty, there's more... The possibility that you gotta go play defense, yeah. So it's just more, you know, running. Yeah, I, play, I, I mean, played midi in high school, and it was I was on the field, yeah, all, all the, time. the time, running back and forth, you know. Yeah, it just, I mean, no offense to any exactly. And then you, you get just got to be a more versatile player. Then you, you get to the attack, and then the you field. get on offense, and then you're winded. It's yeah, like that, that's yeah. that's what happens. But I mean, Jared Bernhardt is able to just turn it on whenever yeah. he needs to. Yep, and I think I think teams are looking for the guy who can either play that position or play either position because. If um, if you need somebody to step up in either position, this this guy can probably do it. Absolutely, and he that, started, I think that makes him more a more valuable player. Absolutely, he's started in every game that he's dressed for. He's got fifty. He had fifty one goals last year, which was second best all time at Maryland as a midfielder. Mm-hmm. That might be. I, I it's if our note. My notes here says it had fifty one goals in twenty nineteen, which ranks second best all time in Maryland. That might be. Second best, I I wouldn't imagine. I'd, I'd imagine that's for just midfielders. Yeah, let me look that up. You want to look that up? Yeah. He was a 2019 Tawaraton finalist, back-to-back first team All-Big Ten, and he's a three-time All-American. Actually, I don't think you got to look it up because I'm thinking Matt Rambo, Connor Kelly, Drew. Yeah. There's so many names. It's definitely second all-time at Maryland as a midfielder. Yeah. Sorry, there's our correction. <laughs> 51 goals last season for Jared Bernhardt. And, I mean... He's not a true scoring attackman like Sowers or O'Keefe, but as a midfielder, he's one of the top scorers in college cross. Yeah, and uh, another quote. And his ability to play both just makes him even better. Yeah, another Paul Carcaterra quote. Because of his versatility to play two positions, Jared Bernhardt has entered the conversation for the number one overall pick. Now, looking at that, I don't think the Archers, just because I think Grant Amend is sitting yeah, based there. Yeah, on, based on the, what we think the solid um, draft picks are going to be, I don't think they are. If the archers, if the archers the stay archers. there, I'm thinking immense sitting right here. Yeah. There's also a possibility for the archers, which we're gonna we're gonna get into eventually. Yeah. But just to throw it out there, they might need a faceoff guy. Mm-hmm. And with the number one overall pick, maybe you don't stay at one. Maybe if they can move back. Yeah. Again, we don't know how this is gonna work. Yep. Like with the whole trading and how are they gonna trade picks? So. But I just, I, that's I think a viable statement to say that he's. He could be the number one pick. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, we're going on to Michael Krause, attackman at Virginia, 5'11", 195, four goals and three assists in 2020. He was held scoreless in Virginia's opener against Loyola. 
It's not really the start we were expecting. Yeah, we we were kind of a slow start to your senior season. We're seeing but. a lot more, obviously, from Sowers, who just put up 14 points the other yeah. night. O'Keefe and Ament, who have been lighting it up for Penn State. That's for um, sure. But I, he's a very balanced attacker. Yeah, 121 career goals, 100 career assists. I, I can't. Mean, you you look at some of these other guys, especially Ament and O'Keefe. They're balanced, but Ament's more of the distributor. O'Keefe's more of the scorer. Yeah, Kraus can you know he can do both. Yeah, and he uh, led his team to a national championship last he's year. He's a leader. He's a game changer. Yeah. Um, similar to the other guys we talked about, most of these guys are, are captains of their teams. And uh, he's a two-year captain at UVA. And really where I think he's a game changer, he scored a, a, a hat trick last year against Yale in the championship, Insane. which which helped his team win. So yeah. you but, need players like that. Yeah, but we're talking about his – if we're looking at both sides, his only flaw is that really he's – he shoots 28%. That's not a great number. Well, but. Yeah, looking at some of these other guys, Sowers is shooting. Do I have his here? He's shooting 40%. Amen. I don't have his shooting percentage here. O'Keefe, though, like we said, was at 46%. Yeah. See, and Bernhardt's at 40 So shooting percentage isn't really where we want to see it. No. That could be something that teams but, might look at, especially at the top of the board. I think teams will look at that, and, yeah. and they'll, they'll take that into consideration. Yeah, but there are. Uh, I think I think he's a good pick and winning national championship of Virginia is huge for him. So I, know I, a, I can see Michael, Michael Krause, Krause is a big leader. I put it this way: the attack. I mean, we have him what as, the our, attack, as our fifth attackman right now. Yeah. So he might be a guy that falls into the second round just because of how good this attack yeah. class is. This attack that, class. That, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think this is easily one of the most stacked. This is easily the most stacked position in the draft this year, and um, I think Michael Krause is just another stellar addition to the draft class. So. Again, it's just a lot of names. Yeah, a lot of names. He, he might fall in the second round just because there's a lot of names. Yeah. Let's move, move on to uh, Jeff T. We'll go, we'll go back to the Ivy League. Uh, out of Cornell, so far this season he has a goal and four assists in just one game. It was a win against Albany. And again, another balanced attackman, similar to Krause, um, again, just the difference. He's shooting forty three percent in his career compared to Krause's twenty eight. I that's that's a big difference. It's a big difference, and um, he's got one hundred and five career goals and one hundred forty one assists. It's just all solid numbers. But then again, if you go back to Krause, one hundred twenty one career goals and one hundred assists. I think I'd, I'd rather be looking at the assists. If, T T is more of a, a distributor. Yeah, I like it, yeah, yeah. I think. I mean. We saw a drop in his goal and assist numbers yeah. from his sophomore to junior year, even though he took more shots. Mm-hmm. But he still led Cornell in points and assists. Um, his shots on goal was still, you know, on par to 2018, his yeah. freshman season. So, you know, a dip in overall points, but, you know, that's that's obviously a positive that, that he's still shooting. His, his percentages yeah. are still there. So another solid player. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Jeff T is a good player. And uh, moving on to our last attackman, we got uh, Ethan Walker, Denver, 5917. Got to get Denver involved. Yeah, got to get, get Denver, Denver involved. involved. He uh, started every game for Denver in his career, similar mm-hmm. to most of these other guys. Yep. Most of these guys have been starting since freshman year. Um, so far in 2019, he has four goals and four assists. Career-wise, he has 131 2020. goals. <laughs> in 2020, right, yeah, so far, yeah. he has four goals and four assists. Good catch. Uh, career-wise, he has 131 goals and 71 assists. And he's led his team in points and assists twice in his three years at Denver. Which is a phenomenal statistic, Absolutely. especially at a great lacrosse school like Denver. I mean, 
And he's a lefty. He's I mean, a lefty, um, which good. isn't exactly a rarity, but it's awesome yeah. to have a lefty. Like Ben Reeves mm-hmm. is is very valued. Is he's a valued asset to attack because of, of his ability. He goes left. Mm-hmm. And I think I think he's not. He might not be a first rounder in this yeah. draft. I think he falls in with T, and obviously I think yeah, second or third round. I think Kraus is also a second guy, just because obviously it's just how many attackmen there are. Yeah, I just think that's what's going to come just down. Just how stacked this draft is. Just attack. attack. It's it's. I'm I'm honestly more. I'm definitely most excited to see where all these attackmen go compared to every other position. And obviously we're we're saying where could these guys fall in terms of team? Yeah. What team they might fall to? Yeah. We still having entry draft. Yeah. We're gonna have Rob Pinnell possibly, could have other names. Mm-hmm. And this might shake this whole thing up. I mean, the archers might get, let's say, Rob Pinnell, that they don't need another attack. Yeah. They're set. So we'll see how that how that unfolds. We'll see how let's this... Let's move on. Yeah, we're going on to midfield. Let's move on to the midfield. Yeah. So we'll start with the UVA guy, Doc Aiken. He's a pretty big kid, 6'2", 210. He holds the UVA single-season record for points by a midfielder with 52. He had that mark last season. Uh, 44 goals. Last year, which is also a single-season record for a midfielder, and he holds the career goal record for UVA midfielders with 114. Last season, he had a point in every game, but so far this year, just two goals and an assist in his two games. It's okay. So just to start. similar I mean, to his teammate Mike Kraus, yeah, not really the start we were expecting, but yeah, obviously, I mean, things will get better. As the season get better goes along. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think. As long as he stays healthy. And I think Doc Aiken falls into that, that number one or two midfielder mm-hmm. off the board. For sure. If you look at teams that might need a midfielder, um, Doc Aiken might be that yeah, guy. Yeah, Doc I think he's definitely going to be that guy. I mean, we'll we'll see, though. Other guy that we could consider with him, Brian Cosby out of Notre Dame. Yep. Another big dude. 6'2", 208, holds the Notre Dame record for goals in a season by a midfielder with 42 in his junior season. Led Notre Dame in points with 48 in 2019 and was a 2019 ACC Offensive Player of the Year, which is a fantastic it's honor. It's a fantastic honestly. honor for any player. Usually you think Offensive Player of the Year, you think for football, it's the quarterback. Yeah. The guy that, that creates the most. It creates the points. For lacrosse, you think attack. Attack. So Brian Cosby was a midfielder and he won, he won Offensive Player of the Year for the ACC, which is one of the best college lacrosse conferences. It's a big honor. That's for him. that's awesome. Yeah, he scored a goal in each game that he played last year. Eight he hat tricks. Eight hat tricks. That's insane. And just again, he started every game in his career. 110 career goals. Similar to Aiken, he's not really a goal scorer. Um, but he had four goals. Yeah, against in, in his Cleveland in his State. only game this season. Yeah. So, and he's a big dude. Big I mean, dude can make a lot happen. Downfield dodger. Yeah. Again. Another solid player. One of the top midfielders in this draft. You can mm-hmm. kind of put him in the same conversation with Doc Zagan. Yep. All right, moving on, we got uh, Jamie Trimboli, mid- midfielder, Syracuse, 5'11", 187. Uh, he's an impact player. Uh, make things happen and creates it from the midfield, which is hard to do. He's, he's not the same goal scorer as Aiken and Cosfield. No. But he has 64 goals, 21 assists on his career. Um, but in two games this season, he's shooting 43%. He's got six goals already. So... Keep Jamie Trimboli, <laughs> a name that we might see possibly as an offensive midfielder, possibly yeah. as a two-way guy even. That's the thing, too. Um, a lot of these – the college season's just started. A lot of these stats are definitely going to either – They're young, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, these stats are – You see some teams worse. like Penn State and, and Princeton putting up huge numbers, but then you see yeah. other teams like like Syracuse. They're not, you know, one game, two games. Yeah. Maybe not coming out of the gate as fast, but we'll see. 
Yeah, one of my uh, good friends plays on Syracuse. Sadly, just tore his ACL, but God, hoping he feels, hoping he gets a lot better. Mikey, shout Absolutely. out. Absolutely, shout out, Mikey. <laughs> Let's move on. So those are our top three midfielders, mainly offensive guys. We got two defensive middies here next: Peter Durth from Syracuse and Ryan Tarafenko from Ohio State. Peter Durth is six three. 220. 6'3", He's one of the nation's best defensive midfielders. He played offensive midi to start his sophomore season, but transfer, uh, transitioned back to defense just to kind of fill holes for Syracuse. He's a huge threat in transition to score. Last year, he led all defensive players with six goals. Mm-hmm. He's a two-time captain at Syracuse, which shows respect a, a guy like him, especially a defensive midi. Uh, midi. You know, Being how, a leader. how much respect he's earned yeah. within, within his locker room, within that program. Defensive midis, it's, it's it's an interesting position. I think I mean, defensive midfield is one of the most important positions. Of the by far, I, for I can sure. compare it to corner. Yeah. If you think like a cornerback in football, the corner is usually covering like the top number one receiver, offensive yeah. threat, the number one receiver. And there's two defensive midis on the field as long as you know you're not man down. And usually you're covering two of the top. You're two of the top guys. You're covering two of the top midis. A lot of times yeah. you're covering the top dodger. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in high school, I remember when we did for defensive stuff, we would move um, a defensive midi onto the top attackman sometimes, just to change it up, just to give you know the opposing offense different looks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he caused 15 turnovers last year, and kind of as a defensive midfielder, because I played a little D midi in high school, you you're not really taught to try to get the ball. You're taught to just stop the man, you know, make him move the ball, and then the long poles, the long sticks. Defenders, or they're trying to get the ball out. Yeah, they're trying to, sh- to to force strips. They're trying to force bad shots. That's as a deep midi, you're just trying to get the ball. Yeah, out of the guy that you're covering, you try to get out of his stick. For sure, for sure. And I think Peter Durth, he, I mean, he's getting the ball. Mm-hmm. He caused 15 turnovers last year. That, that's big. All right, moving on, we're going to another short stick deep mid. Ryan Tarafenko, Ohio State, six foot, one ninety. Two-time first-team All-Big Ten nominee for the T. Wharton Award in 2019. Three-time All-American. And he's another threat when it comes to transition. Can do a little bit of everything. He's a ground ball machine at 36 last season, 45 in the 2018 in 2018 as a sophomore, which is great numbers. Phenomenal. I mean, really the same comparison you can say with Peter Durth. Um, he plays with a lot of confidence. Um, you kind of merge that with his, his ability to go down on offense and transition. You know, PLL we're seeing it. It's a shortened field. It's 10 yards shorter than, than the college field, taken out of the midfield. So a guy like Tarafango and a guy like Durth are so so important, that two-way midfielder. You, I mean, For sure. You saw how Copeland value, value, yeah, uh, valued it. Valued defensive midfield. You saw how a lot of these coaches value defensive midi. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tarafango could be. Another we're talking about midis going man. off early. You know, these other guys, Trimboli and, and um, Casabio and Aiken. I mean, you see a D-midi go early. For in, sure. In this draft. I get, like we said earlier, easily the most important. One of the most it, it important could be possibly the most important position, maybe besides yeah. like goalie or something. But. For sure. I mean, yeah. But uh, that was it for our minis. We're moving on to uh, the defense. We got three three defenders here. Yeah, three defenders. You want to start off? Talk about oh, yeah. We'll go with JT Giles Harris out of Duke. He has started, again, like most of these guys, mm-hmm. every game since his freshman year, um, playing close defense, matches up every single game with the opposing offense's top offensive threat. Yep. Um so he's he's gone up against a number of you know top attackmen over his career. He was an All-American in 2019. He was ACC Defensive Player of the Year 
as well as a Tuarton Award nominee. He averaged 30 ground balls per season coming into this season, as well as causing 26 turnovers. A fun fact about Giles Harris, he was picked up by the Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars, as an undrafted free agent following this past NFL draft. Yep. Bounced around the practice squad, active roster waivers. Um, he played for Duke football. He had 313 tackles, nine and a half sacks, two interceptions, and a forced fumble and fumble recovery. So just a beast. An overall beast. He, two sport athlete in college. I mean, you really don't see that much. Yeah. Especially to be considered as a possible Especially pro football. in both sports. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's unbelievable. Unreal. Unreal. Phenomenal player. I could see Giles Harris. If you look at some of these teams, possibly needing the defenders, Water Dogs could use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chrome could use defense. The Chaos just lost lost Brody Merrill. They could they could be looking for a uh, for possible. Sure impact defensive guy early in, uh not early in the first round but in the first round yeah for sure for sure and um i think jt giles harris could be that guy absolutely so. moving on to uh lsm jared connors virginia huge six five two ten he's even bigger than these other guys yeah um and we said ryan terfanko was a ground ball machine but connors, connors is even yeah even more of a ground ball machine average 55 ground balls per season 16 caused turnovers per season had 27 last year when he went to be on the first team All-American, 22 career points, and he made things happen in tradition in uh, transition. So you with see guys, guys like Doc Aiken and Michael. Other Mike guys Krause. on Virginia, you got Aiken and Kraus, you know, admitting a, in a top attackman. Uh-huh. You got an LSM and Jared Connors. We saw this a lot. I remember watching Notre Dame um, when they had John Sexton, who's now on the PL, is on the Redwoods. Um, how good he was getting down the field, uh, moving the ball to the attack. Then he's staying on offense. This is, you know, Connors is like that. Gets the ball on defense, um, is able to push it, and then just stay on offense for a little bit, see if he can make anything happen. Yeah. Another legit LSM, I mean. Absolutely. Again, if you're thinking, you know, some of these – I could see him possibly falling just the second round just because the, the attack class is so so, stacked. so loaded. Um, yeah. But but still nothing against a, him. I a think first, yeah, nothing against him. Or... I mean, he's, he could be a first – if we had more teams, yeah. he could obviously have absolutely <laughs> exactly. be a first-round talent. Exactly. Let's move on to Nick Mellon, a Syracuse guy. He's kind of on the smaller size for these defenders. He's 5'9", 187. Um, still, Syracuse's top cover defenseman the past two seasons. He'll figure to hold that same role this year, his senior season. He's led his team in college tor- uh, turnovers the last two years. Uh, he led his team in ground balls last season. He has 55 career college turn- turnovers and 100 career ground balls. And kind of a, a cool story that I was looking into about uh, Syracuse tradition. Yeah. The number 11 is passed down to their top defender. I, yeah, I know this tradition. Well. For every season. Mellon has the, uh, kind of, I guess, that honor. He has that yeah, number. Yeah, he'll be wearing number 11, which is sweet. He's I mean, one of the team captains. Well, a team leader, a team player. God just proves that the respect he's gained yeah. from, from his program and from his from his locker room. Yeah. Like so these other guys. Being 5'9", 187 in a defensive position is... Pretty is pretty small for a defender, like you said, but I think wearing that number eleven at Syracuse is really big, and I think he, he's, he's, he's lucky. He's a lucky guy yeah. to have that honor. So another one of these top defensemen. I, I would again wouldn't be surprised early second round. Yeah, looking at it right now, maybe yeah. late first round, maybe him or Giles Harris. You flip a coin. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be flipping a coin. They're going to no, be a lot more to it. But as as of right now, looking obviously. at it, two months out of the draft, it's kind of like a flip a coin. At this yeah. Point. Exactly. All right, moving on to our last. Um, second to last. Second to last. Face-off and goalies. We're Face trying to off. get through this 
a little bit quicker. Yeah, we're first going to be talking about T.D. Erlin. Out of Yale. Out of Yale. Best, Possib- in my opinion, the best face-off guy coming into the draft. Possibility for, for the number one pick. Yeah. With exactly. the Archers there. Um, he transferred to Yale after two seasons at Albany. He was a preseason first-team All-American for this season, as most of these guys were. Yep. Um, in only two games, in his only game, not two games, his only game this season, he won uh, 23 face-offs, which was good for 74%. 74%. Which is an insane number. He's got a fantastic track record through yeah. college. In 2017 with Albany, he was second in the D1 uh, for college across with a 71% face-off percentage. First uh, with 11.2 ground balls per game. He won 323 face-offs, which was the second highest total in D1 history. And he had 202 ground balls, which was fourth highest. A lot of the same in 2018. He set the D1 record for face-off percentage with 79%. Face-off wins with 359 and ground balls with 254. Yep. He transferred to Yale after that 28th season, where a lot of the same. He broke his own NCAA records for face-off wins, ground balls. He had a 26 for 26 day, a perfect day against Harvard. And Tour Town Award finalist and Ivy League Player of the Year. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much you can really knock off on TDO. Yeah, and I think he's had a uh, phenomenal career. There was a lot of hype around Trevor Baptiste last season in his senior season year. Denver. A lot, a lot of hype, a lot of hype around. Yeah, Trevor a few Baptiste. years ago, and I think that uh, Yale's expecting the same energy from uh, TD. And um, they've been to the national championship the last two years. One with him, where they won, and then mm-hmm. one without him. They they lost last season yeah. in Virginia. So. I'm expecting him to, to be on the top of his game every single game, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if he breaks his own records from last season yeah. in every category and you know can help his team compete for a national championship. Yeah, which would be awesome. All right, moving on, we're going on to Trey Arnold. Arnold um, in his only game, he went 17 for 21, good for 81%. He's a 46% specialist in his career, 194 ground balls. He's managed to get a couple of goals in the quick transition from face-off to offense. And he could be the second or third face-off guy off the board. Absolutely. I think, I, think um, I don't think he's as good as TD. I don't think he has the accolades as TD Erlen, but I think he could be a second round or, or early second, very early second Possibly round. Possibly third, depending yeah. on who needs a face-off guy. The yeah. Redwoods need a face-off guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, they have yeah. that, that sixth pick. I don't know if they'll take him at six, but they need a face-off guy. Um, I, I think out of the out of the face-off guys, I think the only one to go early is going to be TD. Because yeah. I... A lot of these guys are are good, but they obviously don't. Well, what are we going to see from them? this season? Yeah. We can see, you know, that's yeah, what we're waiting to see. Exactly. Looking at it right now, TD's, TD's the guy. Yeah, but for sure. These other guys, I mean, we got, you know, Arnold, then we're going to get to our Sari in a sec, but yeah. these guys can make a push for it. And, you know, we'll see. Absolutely. Uh, interesting about Arnold, he's one of the, the, you know, out of Robert Morris, he's one of the few small school guys we have as yeah. of right now, but we're gonna, we expect to see a lot more small mm-hmm. school guys. Um, not really these Big Ten ACC yeah. power guys, you know, out of Syracuse and Maryland and in Virginia and, and whatnot. So yeah. So let's move on to Arceri. Gerard Arceri out of Penn State. In three games this season, he's been an impressive forty-seven for sixty-nine, good for sixty-eight percent. He's a two-time All-American as a third-teamer in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, mainly because following following behind TD Erlin who's who's been the first teamer pretty much the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Um at the faceoff X, he's a 64% career guy and can really push in transition. He's got eight goals, two assists last season. He's already got a goal this year. So Which is awesome. <laughs> a guy that could push it straight from the faceoff X straight to goal. Um 
And I mean, we talked about how Keith and the men are able to, you know, generate a lot yeah, of points. Obviously, exactly scoring goals, dishing out assists. I think you can really credit a lot of that to Arsene winning faceoffs and immediately, like I said, pushing the ball right to the attack. Yeah, that's, that's where the Win game the starts. Win the faceoff, yeah. get it out clear and right to the attack, and just For right sure. into immediate offense. Score a goal and you just, you just do it all again. For sure. All right, moving on to our last position of the day. Um, goalie. We're going to the goalies. Um, so we got three guys here. We got Matt DeLuca out of Delaware, another smaller school kind of guy. Colby Nice out of Penn State. And Drake Porter out of Syracuse. A lot of Penn State and a lot of Syracuse yeah. guys early in these uh, college sure. draft rankings that we've been getting, that we've been putting together. Mm-hmm. So let's look at DeLuca. Uh, so far in 2020, he's got 41 saves. He's allowed 20 goals, and that's good for 67% save percentage. He started since his freshman year. He's one of the top goalies. He's been one of the top goalies yeah. in, in his his conference, the CAA. And in his past three seasons, he's been above 53% on his save percentage, which from a goalie, you know, that's that's awesome. Yeah, very good. Teams that need a goalie, I mean, you're looking at the War Dogs, they have one so far. The Chaos lost their backup goalie, so you could see a possibility that they might target a guy. Yep. So DeLuca in that conversation, absolutely. Yep. And uh, moving on, we're going on to Colby Nice, another Penn State guy. Um, Penn, uh, from Dallas, Texas, two-time All-American second team, uh, 52% save percentage in his career, which is really good. Uh, 2020 averaging just around seven allowed goals per game, which is solid. Uh, again, if, if you go back to just the whole idea that – the whole idea, excuse me, that yeah. about, about Penn State, the number one team mm-hmm. in the country – you got the face-off guy who wins face-offs, pushes the ball to the attack. You got two of the best attackmen mm-hmm. in college cross. And you got one of the best goalies who can obviously close games where maybe the offense isn't producing. You're keeping your team in the game. And off saves, quick transition right to the attack. Colby Nees might be a very, very, you know, possibly a starting caliber guy. For sure. You look at the PLL. For sure. Obviously, you know, we kind of have – or bro, you know, we have six starters. War Dogs took Cipriano. Possibility of Colby Nice could yeah could compete with that job yeah. with him. Which I love. We're, to see we're that. far I out. We're far out from it. But just predictions right now. Obviously, yeah. but that's what we're talking about. And then let's go to our last guy. Last guy of the day, Drake Porter out of Syracuse. He took over as a starting goalie last year. So we're talking about a lot of these. Pretty much, I think every every name we've covered so far today. Guys that have started their entire career, mm-hmm. or at least most of their career. Drake Porter's a guy, he took over in his junior season um, and took off. He earned all ACC honors after leading the ACC in save percentage and saves per game. His save percentage last year was 56%. Yeah. Drake Porter, another guy that we'll be watching for this season in goal that could possibly be a, a top goalie name yeah. off this list. Yeah. Really interesting. I mean, I, I would love to see some trades happen. I would For love sure. to see the Whip Snakes move up. As of right now, I mean, Matt Rambo, the only real returning attackman for them. I would love to see them move up to try to, to try to grab one of these top guys. If they, maybe if you're a Chrome team or a Chaos team. Yeah. You know, if you're thinking, you can, if you're looking at, you know, focusing on defense for this first round, if you think you can drop down and, and get a defender. At seven, you know, you probably get the same guy at seven compared to maybe four or five. Mm-hmm. A possibility. Yes. And, you know, we'll, I, I'm, I want to see some trades happen. Yeah, I think there's a lot I want to talk about it. Like you said the other day, I want to talk about it. Yeah, so. there's a lot of interesting stuff coming. We'll see what goes on. And um excited to get back into it. You Absolutely. Know? You hear some news this week. That was fun. This was a phenomenal. I, 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 
breaking down this college stuff. We gotta get bored of college girls. Oh yeah, for sure. Pretty Don't much, worry, guys. Our our goal is um. You know, we want to cover the PLL. That's kind of our main focus. Then yeah. we want to move the NLL for next year, college cross for, you know, next spring. But uh, really our focus is going to be on these these uh, seniors for, for the college lacrosse. And, I mean, this this might be just as great because these seniors are yeah. phenomenal. I mean, we really just want to talk about the game, honestly. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. Just, a, it's just fun to talk about. So that was awesome. Good stuff, fun, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Be sure to uh, check us out on Instagram at TopShelfLax underscore and, and also on, on Twitter. Twitter. And remember that uh, the podcast is finally on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. As well as Audio Boom. Yep. Also Audio Boom. So if you want to check it out on any of those platforms, you can feel free. Just search up back to back, uh, behind the back, not back to back, <laughs> behind the back, and uh, we will be there. For so, sure. Uh, good stuff. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. Yep. Have a good one.